Hey, and welcome everybody to Gridiron Japan. This is Greg here, and we are with, and we got BJ and John here with us tonight. And all of us, it's the first time all of us are actually in Japan talking. I am, uh, I'm talking on a cell phone right now because I've got really crappy comms here at my hotel in Okayama. Got John and, uh, and BJ here who's got we have really good internet access. So, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> hey, good to, good to see and talk to you. So, what have, it's been a while, so we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, oh. Specifically, X League playoffs, Coaching Bowl, Dream Bowl, you name it, we got it. John, where should we start? Well, first, I want to say welcome to the land of the rising sun. Greg, yeah. it's good to have you here finally. So, we're, I, uh, we're we are Gridiron uh, Japan in name and also literally mm-hmm. for the first time, True. all three of us are actually in Japan. So, the same time zone yeah. we we had to shut down <laughs> our american branch <laughs> our midwestern branch was shut down and we recorded yeah. everyone back to the home to the head office it's uh yeah but even even still i'm still quite a ways away from you guys it's what a good four hour uh shinkansen ride from where i'm going to be at well where i'm at here in okayama it's up to you guys up yeah, where in, in the land of like a, a zillion people yeah <laughs> that's right. it's never it's never not busy here that's you're, for sure you're our western japan correspondent now yeah exactly i'm happy i'm happy to, i'm happy to be that happy to be that because you know i mean we won't get into it here talking but yeah i have a horror story about going through haneda when my wife and i got in and trying to and trying to transfer planes and everything needless to say we had to catch the next flight so um but yeah no it's good to be here we've been here about a good uh, about two little over two weeks now um i am acclimated at least to the time zone and and no jet lag uh it's gonna take a while obviously for the language and picking up it's you know it's the first time i've been in japan without an outdate meaning no departure date so Mm -hmm. um and hopefully it's gonna stay that way for a very very long time um especially after we move into our house next week um so no thanks john and thanks bj i just can't wait to actually meet you guys in person here hopefully uh hopefully some if not by the end of this year hopefully definitely in 23 yeah, i think we'll, we'll probably meet up uh, one of the games by the end of the year and uh speaking mm-hmm. of games did you get a chance to see the quarterfinal action um i unfortunately missed it because i was out uh how shall we say shopping for a new house okay I, uh... <laughs> house hunting <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, BJ, I know you saw the games. I'll let you uh, let you start off, and as I review, I'll I'll sit down here and follow along with box scores. Yeah, I mean, if you want to get right to it, probably, I mean, probably the shock that we all probably had was the Elecom win over IBM. Mm. Um, I mean, not only was that a win, it was kind of a dominant win. Mm. You know, um, Elecom came out and pretty much ran the ball down IBM's throat, which was surprising to me. It was something I didn't see coming, and it was something that IBM didn't really adjust very well to. And for Elecom also, I think it was the first game that Pendel didn't have a throw a turnover. He didn't throw an interception. So, you know, you play keep away with IBM, and you don't let their offense um, get into their rhythm. The defense kind of held IBM back for a bit, and I think it took a while for IBM to kind of find itself and you know, I, I, Elecom just never let up, which kind of surprised me just coming out the gate with that. And yeah, John, I don't know how you felt watching that game, but that one kind of 
surprised yeah, me a bit. I it was a strange one because you know we all had IBM winning mm -hmm. that, and I was when I was thinking about it afterwards that I was watching, I was going, "Is this an upset? Does it count as an upset?" So IBM are they're very up and down. You know, in the playoffs, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they'll you know they've knocked out Panasonic a couple of times, they've run them close even last year, and then other times they're just sluggish and seem like not to be you know yeah not to be turned like uh not switched on we'll say or something and mm -hmm. yeah yeah just I was not the same firing. yep just not yeah, yeah it was exactly i had the same impression yeah finies came out straight away you know they were mm -hmm. firing in all cylinders they were sharper and like you said they ran the ball pindell as well 15 of 19 for 211 yards three touchdowns and a passer rating no. of 152 yeah. yeah no turnovers too that's yeah. the biggest thing i think every game he's had turnovers yeah and the whole time i'm watching him like he's not turning over the ball you know he he took some gamble shots but you know they weren't they weren't as risky as he has been taking and that's where i saw that they you know, they did catch IBM off guard there. I don't know, maybe it was IBM maybe having kind of that um that hangover after, you know, losing to Panasonic the way mm. they did. That might have still been, you know, lingering. Um, I've had games like that. You lose a hard, you know, you lose a heartbreaker or lose just tough at that end of the regular season. It's hard to kind of, the team kind of really doesn't recover well and it, you know, flo um, flows with you into the playoffs and, Mm. You know, maybe that's what happened at IBM. They were just kind of still having a hangover. I mean, John Stanton won reception. You know, they were their yeah. third down percentage was really bad, but I mean, he don't even, yeah, know, that's it's a lot of the yeah. stuff that they do well, they just didn't seem to do. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I was watching it with, um, I was watching it live with a, a former X League player, Japanese guy who played linebacker, and you know, he, he was, mm -hmm. um, he was he was criticizing the hustle, you know. Yep. There was a lot of plays that guys were when they got beat, yep. they weren't like chasing down people nope. and the pursuit, yep. Yeah, the yeah. pursuit wasn't there. And it there was like yeah. that thing you say people look like they're running in molasses or running in treacle. You yeah, know? they just they yeah. just they did they lacked they seemed like the energy wasn't yeah. there or something, but stuck um, in molasses. Yeah. I mean, I've you know, I've fought in tournaments where if you're just physically off, it can be like that, and the opponents just seem like they're moving at a different speed and and finies mm -hmm. fair play to them you know they came out sharp they were ready to go and they yeah. it wasn't close like you said it wasn't i mean no. the scoreline was a little bit closer at the end but it, it wasn't close at all finies were in no. control all the way and every single one of us picked ibm to win that game so you know yeah um yeah. hey i mean you know fair i mean well if you if you think about it right they elecom themselves were just so up and down all year right yeah. right you know they yeah, they they tie Obik. Um, you know they 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 get you know kind of demolished by Fujitsu. They struggle with Tokyo Gas a little bit there. So mm. I think that's what we're all looking at, right? But you know whatever they did within those two weeks to clean it up for those that first playoff game, you know they 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 definitely going to need to keep doing that for this yeah. next round, right? Yeah, they will because I mean, as good as they've been, it's it's hard to see them continuing on because their mm -hmm. opponents. Are the yeah. are Fujitsu who and mm -hmm. Fujitsu obviously have you know beaten already Alicom handily this year and mm -hmm. Fujitsu were just you know they, I mean yeah they look I mean yeah just, we'll go right to that game right they yeah. pretty much manhandled Silver Star and that was over 
that was over in the first quarter. Like I'd say probably like 10 minutes into the game, you'd be like, what's the point of watching this? Yeah. You know, it's yeah, well, Treshawn had that. Yeah, Treshawn had that early run where he just basically it's similar to what you said about IBM, right? The defense looked like they were in molasses and Treshawn was moving at a different speed. Guys can't tackle him, things like that, you know. And then on the flip side, right, the offense couldn't get anything going. I think they went, you know, pretty much three and out pretty much the whole way. Mm-hmm. I think Jimmy threw two interceptions and um uh one interception. Just, he was four of one. nineteen for fifty two yeah. yards. Yeah. So that's, you know yeah, that's and they're the other guy, the other quarterback who brought in didn't complete a pass. So it's like yeah, so I don't know. Four completions. You know, which is game. yeah, and that's not a good thing, you know, because they you know, um a Fujitsu didn't even have Jojo on, right? Yeah. Jojo Mathis wasn't even playing. So they were down, you know, their bet one of their better D linemen and things like that. And now mm. you, you know they're rolling on defense, they're rolling on offense. I think they pulled all the starters by halftime. Yeah. And you know, they had they were scoring on defense. That's not a good thing for the teams, you know, mm. peaking right at they want to peak. Um, but you know, hats off to Silver Star, right? They came up from the area. Yeah, and they they mm-hmm. made it into the playoffs, which you know that might not have been their goal, but it's a little bit of a validation, right? You come up from the area into the right. super, and you make that first round of playoffs. I think it's now obviously you know, have to figure it out. Yeah, how to it's go uh, on. Yeah, it's the like we were said before. It's those tiers, right? So mm-hmm. Silver Star yeah. in that like third tier after after you have the yeah. top two and then the middle one, but. Uh, their tackling was, oh, oh boy. yeah, that yeah. was shocking. I was like guys diving at feet, you know. It was like a, I was and Silver Star, Silver Star all year. That's, I mean, the defense has been their highlight. Yeah, know, to me, the defense right. has been the highlight of their whole team this whole year. And I mean, there was a tough task, obviously, but you know, mm-hmm. for them yeah. to perform the way they did perform was kind of, you know, I was expecting a little bit more out of them. It was surprising. The other. Asahi team, the soft drinks challengers, they put it up to they did have a good day, right? They put it up to Panasonic. I mean, they, they scored a lot of points at the end, like maybe garbage yeah. time points or whatever. So maybe mm-hmm. it looked closer than it was. But you know, right. I mean, they they had bright moments, I think, all the way through. Yeah. I mean, that was expected to be another blowout, like the Silver Star Fujitsu game, but yeah. Um, you know, Panasonic maybe had their sluggish game a little bit, I think, you know, they weren't as sharp as they've been at times. I mean, they were yeah. they scored enough and they did what they needed to do, but uh, I thought Challengers actually had a decent game, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Challengers, I think what, you know, they held them off and I think, I think they held Pana off a lot better than mm. I thought they were going to do. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, hats off to their defense because that is a tough, you know, Panasonic's offense has so many weapons and and the scary thing right now is that guys who weren't performing, you know, in the regular season are starting to perform right yeah. now. Uh, mm-hmm. They have Jamal Watanabe, who's had back-to-back monster games. Subasa mm-hmm. uh, Brennan, who's <laughs> been probably out for a bit with a little bit of injury bug, but he he's made his comeback in having his little toe tap in the end zone and things mm-hmm. like that. That's a bad sign for people. Oh, yeah. You know them trying to find figure it out, but the challengers they did a, they, you know they did a good job, and then yeah, some of the stuff was maybe garbage at the end, um, but you know they fought all the way till the end, which was right. Good, you know. and, and, it, and it's and like it goes to what you said earlier about the other Asahi team. I mean, they came up this year 
from mm-hmm. the other division to make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. you know what? At the end of the day, to me, it's kind of what the, the score is, what kind of matters. And, uh, you know, Panasonic beat them only by 10 points. Yeah. A top tier team. So um, uh, to me that I, if I were on that team going, Hey, we got hope for next year, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of it, right. There's not, you know, and even like I tell my players that told that if you ever go back in a game, you know, games at 10 points or things like that, like there's maybe three, there's three plays, three, maybe four plays that are going to come mm-hmm. down when you, and you don't know when they're going to happen, but when you go back and look, you know, if this play, this play, this play, if we have these three plays mm. go our way, the game's totally different, you know? And obviously, yeah, that's after the fact, but it just goes to show, right? The football is, really is a game of inches. Mm. So, you know, challengers, yeah, they're not that far. Maybe a piece here or two, things like that. Um, Some clean, maybe um, throughout the year when I watched them, right? There's, you know, there was some indecisions that I saw from the coaching and, some of the decisions they did make coaching were kind of, you know, head scratchers and things like that. So, you know, if maybe the players and the coaches maybe start getting on a better, the same page or something, you know, maybe shifting in that sense, then they, you know, then we might be sitting here and be like, oh, the challengers beat Panasonic, yeah. you know, and it's not mm-hmm. that big of a gap as everybody is looking at. I think it's just, it's a lot of those minor details, right? Like when we talked with uh, Sensei, right? It's all the little, the little details and executing it to perfection. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously Garrett, Garrett Saffron, their quarterback, mm-hmm. he's there for a few years now. And, you know, Robert Johnson is the name that everyone knows, but he's he's got two other really good, right? Number 11 and 81. Yep. Um, yep. There's, he's, he's got a de- he's got a really good receiving core. I think if they, well, I think, yeah, if they improve the coaching a little bit, brought in, like we'll say, like Fujitsu do with bringing some American coaches. Yeah. I think there's yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of really good talent there, mm-hmm. but the big difference, like we've said before, is they don't have the Wednesday to practice like the comp- the two big company yeah. teams do. So if they got mm-hmm. that extra 33% of practice time and had, yeah. you know, top level American coaches, you'd see a big jump, I think with some yeah. of those teams. And I think challengers, yeah, there's a lot of raw material there that maybe isn't being used to its fullest potential, I think for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, okay. you, your thing of saying a uh, game of inches in three or four plays, I think that perfectly describes the Nojima Obik game because, you know, Nojima yeah. came out, they had all these, like they should have been up 21, nothing, but they just yeah. couldn't, they just couldn't punch it in mm-hmm. on that third down. And then again, uh, Obik hung around. And then once Obik took the lead in that game, I think the wind was taken out of Nojima sales, but I mean, Nojima, I thought early they were all over Obik and I thought they were going to win it, mm-hmm. do, do what the Finneys did. But um, yeah, they were the other side of that coin, right? They couldn't, they couldn't finish yeah. those drives. Yeah. I mean, right. You rise. You, they were up right at halftime. I want to, yeah. if I remember yeah. correctly. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, I was at that game and I was sitting there and yeah, the weather, the weather and things like that, which, you know, can't say weather because you guys, you know, both teams are playing in it. Mm. And um, yeah, you know, rise, you know, it's one of those things, right. When Obik gives you the opportunities, you know, and yeah, Obik, you know, opening kickoff, the rise runs a reverse of one of the early on plays. They, they, you know, they bust a guy who, you know, he catches it and keeps his footing. That's an automatic touchdown because 
you know, they had they had Obik on yeah, like you said, John, they had Obik on the ropes. They got turnovers. You know, the offense, Obik's offense wasn't really going, operating. And you have to, you know, you play somebody like that, right? Because everybody always has that, you know, with, with Pana and Fujitsu and Obik, they always have these, like, you know, grand visions of these teams when, you know, it really, they put the pads on the same way anybody else does. Right. You know, it's it's a it's a logo, yeah. but if you let that logo get to you, then, you know, what happened, well, you know, what happened with the rise happens, right? You don't get those third downs. You, you, you give Obik that breathing room to mm. come back. And they did. And, you know, but uh, I mean, even for the rise, I think one of the biggest things that happened was uh, their big tight end, Darnell Jenkins. I mm-hmm. think he got hurt again at some point um, in the game. And I think that probably threw their game plan off a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a big target to lose. And right. I think he was kind of a mismatch nightmare for for Ovik. So I think they kind of Ovik kind of escaped it in that one. And then on the flip side, right, Ovig lost their big tight end, Holden. He left, I, I want to say, in the second quarter. Mm. Um, he left the game and didn't come back, which isn't a good sign. Um, you know, and I hope he's all right. I've, 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 you know, checked on him and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, Ovig, you know, Ovig always kind of has to, like, right, it has to lean on its defense and, you know, pray that they have the athletes to kind of get them through it. Mm. And yeah, Ovik's offense, right? You know, they take, they're like my first car in high school, right? You got to kind of like, you know, hit the thing, work the, you know, work the gear, yeah. work the first gear, pump the clutch and kind of roll it into first gear. And once you get it going, then it's going, but you know, you got to get it rolling down right. the hill for a little bit. Um, so, you know, they're going to have to clean some of that stuff up for their next matchup because there's no way that they can rely on their defense to hold out for as long as they did against the rise, like they will against Panasonic. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had, uh, you know, talking about the games here, we've got, let's see, all Mitsubishi um, lost to Tokyo gas. And then we had, uh, unfortunately, Fukuoka losing against Deers Cause I really wanted to see Fukuoka win that game. <laughs> Yeah, so that's for those who don't know. So Tokyo Gas and and all Mitsubishi Lions and Fukuoka Suns and Tainai Deers, those matchups were the ones between the bottom two teams in in the Division A and Division B in in the top tier. With the loser now uh, goes into a promotion relegation match against mm-hmm. X1 area, which is Division 2. So by winning, Tokyo Gas and Deers secure their place in the top division for next year. Lions will have to go on and face Densu Caterpillars, and the Suns will face the Penta Ocean Pirates. Uh, both of those teams, obviously, are in Division 2. And the winner of those games will be in the X1 Super, top division next year. Yep. So, um, yep. And actually, funny you should mention Penta. Go ahead. And funny you should mention Penta. um, As we were recording here, apparently Penta retweeted one of our tweets. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, The playoff predictions. I think because you predicted them to win, Greg, right? So, yeah, that's why. (laughs) Yeah. That's why. That's why. Um, But it's kind of funny, right? Like, and I kind of was laughing when you think about it, right? Like, so Tokyo Gas and Tai Nideers, they win. And then their season's over. Right. But for the Lions and the Suns, you lose and your your season keeps going. Season keeps yeah. going. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> yeah. 
it's kind of like a backwards <laughs> way of like you know to operate through but it is yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean the gas you know they, they pulled it out they pulled yeah you know they and it kind of came down to how i thought it was going to be you know they like i said they were in tight games you know outside of the fujitsu game this year mm. pretty much every one of their games came down to the wire and i think that's kind of what probably helped them get through that you know but they, i think the bigger get, factor yeah. was the lions quarterback being injured so you know john yeah Gibbs you could is... definitely yeah you could definitely see i think i think it's something with his hand mm. or That's, something yeah because his ball was like his throws weren't coming out as i mean towards the end of the game you know he, he started kind of like lofting them and things mm. like that so a uh, little maybe a little detail i don't know if i'm maybe but yeah, his maybe his hand was bothering him and things like that. Um, probably had one of the freakiest touchdowns you'll ever see, though, right? What was that one again? The one in the, uh, it was towards the end of the game. They were going, I think it was home plate, where he lobs it. The DB taps it. His receiver fell on the ground and oh, it fell right into his yeah, receiver's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and think I'm the just, DB and, thought he'd actually it, broken up the pass, and, right? And it was on fourth down. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like that is probably the most sickening play in to happen to you as a DB because you tip it, you know, yeah. and he the DB got up and he's barely, you know, tipped it out of the, the way. But just the way it tipped and the receiver happened to fall down and the ball just happened to land right in his hand. I mean, I that must saw... have been, yeah. There was a play in the I've, NFL like yeah. that one time as well. And it was the same thing, like the DB is already like celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the guys just let the ball just fall. <laughs> Not as good as, I mean, I don't know if you guys watched the games yesterday, but it's that you can't beat. I don't know if you guys saw it was the Seahawks, but you can't beat what I saw yesterday. Um, one of the guys for the Seahawks gets an interception. His teammate thinks he's down and he runs on the field to celebrate, but the play is still alive. Oh, no. And he starts throwing blocks on the, in the field. Oh, oh man. <laughs> But I don't think they got penalized for it. I was out. That was hilarious. I'm like, that, the Stanford I mean, band all over again. <laughs> hey, but that's Thompson. <laughs> that's pretty good on his end, right? To run on the field and then just be like, oh, yeah, and just start pretending like he's been there the whole time. Because I don't funny. think the refs picked it up. But, yeah, if you're yeah, in uniform, they probably funny. wouldn't, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, Tokyo Gas survives and um, they're going to have. Yeah, Deer survived too, and they'd survived off of their, their young quarterback. Mm. Huh? Because I think Kato, who who wasn't hurt, I talked to him. I talked to him like the next day mm. or um, at practice at uh, at Todai, but he was like, no, I just let the young guy, because he's like, at some point, the young guy's got to play. So, you know, I mean, I think the Deers, you know, they're back, and luckily, luckily they get to stay in the Super. So looking forward to them maybe loading up on some talent and, you know, the young generation that's coming up behind all those veterans that have been playing for the Deers for so long. Mm -hmm. So with all those games in the uh, bag, how do you see the the playoffs? I know we put up the scores mm -hmm. already on, on Twitter, our predictions, but maybe a lot of people who aren't following on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know if you have it there in front of you, but uh, do you want to go through your predictions for the, the semifinals and the promotion relegation playoffs? Mine? Let's do it. Let's do Let's yeah. do Panasonic first and Obik, your your old team. Mm -hmm. We'll start with BJ's mm -hmm. old team. So 
I have that one. So we have all different scores for that. I have a closest. I have a 10-point win for yeah. Panasonic. And <laughs> uh, 24-14 is the way I see it going. But I just, like, my my impulse, you know, to uh, pardon the pun, is to actually predict a big, <laughs> a, a big win for Panasonic. But you know, I was I was doing up the graphic of their their history, and you know, mm-hmm. just go back to the, like the games. I know. It yeah, so it's been like one great, possession. Like, yeah, 13, 6, 34, yeah. 35, 24, 14, 17, yeah. uh, 7, 14, 16, 13. They're it's all tight. Position. They're mm-hmm. all tight, and they're all the very few are high scoring. Most of them are low. So I, I think, I think there is a. You throw out the form book a little bit when these big teams mm-hmm. meet. We saw how Obik, you know, what they did against Fujitsu, even though we all thought that was going to be a right. blowout, and we were all wrong about that one. I think they mm-hmm. may have been preparing for that game much more than they would have had a chance to do for Panasonic. But, you know, they have Takuri is back from the CFL, Ogura is mm-hmm. back from Europe, and I think those two players have given them a bit of a boost. Um, Jason Smith. You know, he had some high points in, in the game against Rice. So they're just, they're easing back into form a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be tight. So I, I'm actually going 24-14 Panasonic to win because they just, like BJ said, they have just too many weapons and it's down in Osaka. So I it's hard to see Obik going down and beating them, but I think it'll be closer than we expected. It- yeah, yeah, I agree. But I'm yeah, I'm going 49-21. I just think Panasonic's <laughs> going to put the hurt on them. Yeah. That's just my feeling. That's that's my <laughs> impulse too. But I I'm, no I'm going with uh with history over heart mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean like I gave I think it'll be a a, a tight game for a bit. Um I think just where yeah, like Ovik, right? Like right now, I just watch their offense, and that's kind of where where my score got to, right? Thirty-one seventeen, and I think just it takes them a long time to get going, right? Outside of that Fujitsu game, you know, they really struggle. You know, yeah, you can go back to the Challengers game, right? And it was funny. I was kind of talking to Garrett about this uh, last weekend when I was interviewing him for our YouTube show. Um, you take away Ovik's first drive. Outside of that, they always had to only go about 30 yards against mm. the challengers. Outside of that, anytime they had to drive the field for a long time, they struggle. Panasonic isn't a team that's going to give them the opportunities that the Rise were giving them. You right. Know? And right. I think one thing that Panasonic is going to do that they can do, you know, better than a lot of teams in this league is run the rock. And they also have a change of pace with that, right? They have Vic Mitchell in the backfield. They have Tatsukawa, who's the, you know, the heavy bruiser. And right now, Jalen Henderson, he's coming on along real good too. So if Ovik's offense, right, Jason, if Jason can't protect the ball, if they can't get that run game going, I think they lost their right tackle. Maybe he didn't, he didn't look too good. He, I think he might've had a concussion at the end of, and I know you have three weeks and things like that, but the guy who got hurt is kind of a serial concussion guy. Mm. So is it, is it safe to, to, uh, to put him back out there is one question. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, the run game, you know, they, they took a while to get the run game going against the rise, you know, and I respect the rises, uh, defense a lot, but the, you know, 
uh, Panasonic's defense is a tough defense. They have depth up front, which is deadly. I think Jabori is going to be back this game. That's and me. so that yeah, and that matchup is where where Obik is either going to win or lose this game. Um, defensively, you know, defensively, you know, when I was playing with Obik and things like that, we kind of and it, it's a different animal. I think Jalen Henderson puts up something that Pana hasn't had in a long time. You know, last year when they had Lawrence back there. Mm-hmm. Um, our game plan was never to, you know, stop this guy from scrambling. Like we were never afraid of him running the rock. We knew that wasn't his game. With Jalen, you can't, you know, you can't dismiss that. So now you have to kind of take somebody out of coverage to man up with him or to spy him. Now that you know, and we talked about right. You have Anwar, you have Watanabe, Jamal Watanabe, you have Subasa, you have Oguda. You have coming out the backfield, Vic. So that's, you know, that's five targets right there. And, you know, are you going to drop back in coverage and sacrifice your pass rush? Or are you going to, you know, load up and try and stop the run? So Obik on defense has a very, a very tough task in in front of them to to slow this offense down. I think it just, yeah, like you said there, you're just listing off names. It just comes down to... Panasonic have too many good players at too many positions. I mean, Obek traditionally have been good too, but this year, you know, they they've lost they've lost some big names in the offseason, Obek. <laughs> <laughs> the na- there's a couple yeah. of brothers from Hawaii. I just can't think of their names now. The Mushozoku brothers. The yeah, the Chuckle brothers, yeah. The, the, the Mushozoku. Yeah. Shake <laughs> Shake and Bake, I think was their nickname. Yeah, Shake and Bake. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a- that was what that was the nickname we took on early on. Yeah, the BB guns, the BB guns. Yeah. Like even though both your initials begin with B, Byron yeah. BG Jr. and well, Bryce. I mean, this BB. is completely off topic, but mm. that's on purpose. So my dad is Byron, obviously, right? Because I'm mm. junior. So all the boys have B. My mm. mom is Abigail A. So my sister's name starts with an A. So that's kind of how ah. I think. Yeah. Okay. So all the boys have B, and then the we only have one sister, so she has the A like my mom. Nice. So that's where that whole thing started. What's your brother's <laughs> name at Nichidai now? So his name is Bryce, but we call Bryce. him Bubble. <laughs> but I've never called him Bryce. I've like until to this day, I've never called him Bryce. He's Does he even been... answer to Bryce? Not to not from us. Right. His friends from high school call him Bryce. Like when I hear okay. it, it sounds weird. Uh, like, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, when I would hear like his friends call him Bryce, I'd be like, "What?" And I'm right. like, "Well, I, yeah, I guess you're Bubba to us, but yeah, to everyone else, you can be Bryce." So, yeah, I get it. And he's I his season was... is still going, unfortunately. Yeah. So in the other semifinal, we have Velocom, who did really mm-hmm. well to knock out IBM, who are mm-hmm. probably as good as they've been in a long time, up against. Defending Fujitsu. champions, Fujitsu Frontiers. Mm-hmm. How do we see that one going? But you, Greg, what you see? Because you almost have the well, same score as me. I know. I was just pretty much. I mean, we are they, very we, close. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, just the way Fujitsu is playing, we might actually have a low score for Fujitsu. But I'm just I'm comfortable with the 35-14. But then again, you know, could be. I don't know. To me. I think we're all being a little conservative after, you know, the show that they put on last week, but I can't see how anybody's going to stop them. 
Yeah. I think it's it's more to do with Elecom being good really than yeah down on Fujitsu. You know, I like Fujitsu obviously they weren't great against Obic. I mean they still got the win, you know, great comeback win and all the rest of it. But it's it's a little bit like with the games between Panasonic and Obic. You know, the score of that is is similar for a long time. I mean, if you look at okay, so I have the list of the last uh what is it, eight Fujitsu Elecom games. So they're all Fujitsu wins. Elecom haven't beaten them, but mm-hmm. it's um 38 7, 19 11, 34 3, 31 13, 27 10, 34 7, 34 nil. So 34 points is kind of what Fujitsu score 34, 38, mm-hmm. 31. I mean, that's what right. they, they do against Elecom. And yeah, I think we all like Greg, you had. 35-14. I'm I'm going 34-10, like which is kind of the standard score between I think they what did they win? Uh what was it the one earlier? This season? Like 39-7 or something. 38-7, like, yeah. That was their that's their high score against uh Finis in recent years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 34-10 sounds about right because Fujitsu have enough to ease into a lead and then not coast, but like you said, just they'll keep a lot of stuff in reserve for the Mm-hmm. For the rice bowl, you know they're not yeah. going to tip well, their and, hand. Try and get if if they do get a big lead, right? They're going to want to get out of there healthy, yep. knowing that the next right. game is going to be healthy a big one. and yeah, keep some stuff for the game, the big game, the one mm-hmm. they've been probably targeting all season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's. I mean, yeah. Finis have been really good. I think they had a really good season. I think Pindell has played well for them. I think he's been good for their team. They're. Um, mm-hmm. Receiver that they brought in as well, Devin um, Phillips. Devin yeah, I mean, Phillips he had a monster game, excellent. right? He, yeah, he's he been had excellent. a monster game against IBM. So yeah, they 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 brought in good import players. They've had mm. a good season. They've done. They could. I mean, they drew. They had a tie with Obic and they beat IBM in the playoffs. So I mean, for for Finies, yeah. that's a a really successful season. If they beat yeah. Fujitsu, it would be the biggest upset in the past. I don't know, twenty years in the X League, probably. But, oh, uh, yeah, I was just going to ask you that. That's got to be the biggest. If that happens, that's yeah. the biggest upset. Yeah, if that were, um, well, and yeah, I mean, it would. It would. But the biggest part of it, and um, who was I? I was talking to this with one of my players. Mm. You know, I think the one part, right? We're looking at. We're looking at schematic. The the schemes that we're looking at. Um, you know, the personnel's and things like that. I think the biggest factor that'll probably play into this game. Mm. The reason why I think it'll get to like thirty-eight, and you know, I think. They'll get a late touchdown at some point. Um, I think if I'm correct, John, this might be the first time Elecom's ever playing in the Tokyo. Uh, really? In in Tokyo Dome itself, no, because they played in they've played in Japan X Bowls. Well, I mean, currently this team and these members. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because right. the, the I mean, semifinals like, are never in the Tokyo Dome. They don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, and that, that's what I was getting at, right? The the current players have never been in the Tokyo Dome. So, you know, the open it to, to kind of give an explanation of what I'm getting at, right? When we played to so the University of Tokyo, our first game was in the Tokyo Dome with Chuo. And I remember that, you know, kind of leading up to the game the day before, I told the players, I was like, look, that stadium is nothing different than what you're going to play in. I was like, when you guys first get there, go out, see it, but take your butt right back in the locker room, you know? And um, 
when I was, you know, and I, anybody on defense who came out to kind of get the ooh and the ah, I sent them right back in the locker room and I told them, go back in there and get ready. You know, and I'm sitting in the dugout and I look across the way and I see the Chuo kids standing out with their phones, social media, kind of doing all their stuff, right? And, I, you know, for me, that was kind of like, a, okay, you're more worried about playing in the dome than you are playing in the game. Right. I think that's something, you know, Fujitsu, you know, you might as well slap Fujitsu, you know, when it comes to football, you might as well flat, slap Fujitsu's name up there in the Tokyo Dome as well because they play there damn near every year. So the their only, guys are going to go in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I will say is that maybe just uh, let me just. I mean, they here. might have so, a player or two that might have transferred in that have played in the Dome. Well, what they have. Mm -hmm. is players so obviously there are Kansai teams so they're players from they have oh, a the KG kids KG, yeah. KG or, who are well and Ritsumeika and a few of yeah, Ritsumeika Ritsumeika haven't been there that much but they, but I mean in, you know in, in the atmosphere that they're gonna play in against Fujitsu you know yeah I mean I think that's a little bit different than the Rice Bowl and things like that but just they're, as a whole right I think that's a different experience that they probably need to hopefully put the blinders on because if just, not, I mean, yeah, yeah. I their think it's going to get away line, from them. Three of their offensive mm -hmm. line are from KG. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's, it's a really valid point. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Fujitsu, it's their home, their second home, right? So, yeah. Um, I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're my year where they, but over the last, <laughs> what, nine years they've yeah. been there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, so, so, yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's, I think that's a big factor that's going to play in it. So, if, so, yeah, if so what you're saying, so what you're saying, BJ, it's a home game for them. Yeah, it is a home game for, for Fujitsu, right? And I mean, Elecom, right? If the players kind of like get the ooh, we're in the Tokyo Dome, the oohs and the right. eyes start to, the, the eyes start to wander, mm. you know, then you lose focus of what's ahead of you. Because I saw right. that from the Chuo players and we ended up upsetting Chuo, you know. I don't know if it'll be as much of a factor for older guys on the next league team as it would be maybe for college students. I mean, yeah, maybe true. they're a little bit but more just, experienced. Yeah. But yeah. the other factor but, then, of course, is Fujitsu are on a 61-game winning streak against okay. every team except Opic and Panasonic. So, you know. Yeah. The, it, <laughs> so. 2012. December 2012 was the last time Fujitsu lost to any team except Opic or Panasonic. That was, the, oh. that was the Deers. That was the Deers. They lost twice uh, in Yokohama. That was in yeah. Yokohama Stadium. Yeah. That's yeah. imagine that. Deers beat them twice in December 2012. And 10 years That's later, right. 10 That's years right. later, they're they on beat a them. Yeah. And then they, they, wasn't it like they beat them and then it, it was like a replay, right? It was like a rematch. They beat them in the regular season and then they knocked them out of the playoffs. Yeah. Knocked them um, out of the, the semis. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Fujitsu have just turned into an absolute monster over the last 10 mm -hmm. years. Seven and three so, against Panasonic, twelve and two against Obik, and sixty-one and all against every other team in Japan. That's just it, is there is there anything comparable in pro sports to that? Um, I can't think of anything. There is. I mean, in in gridiron, I think you get a lot of these. Like in in con every country has a team like this. Like if you look at um, yeah. Schwäbisch Hall Unicorns in Germany in the GFL. Okay, I think they are like hundred and forty-four yeah, and they're three. Like the yeah. Over the last seven really? years yeah. or something. They're like all the, three losses coming in the German bowl. So it's uh, Yeah, they're they're a monster. 
I guess not if anymore. you would say it was kind of, I mean, yeah, I mean, but right when you think about that, I would mm-hmm. say probably what that, the, I mean, the Patriots of when Tom Brady and them were on that run, just consistently just. Yeah, but know, the big difference with the NFL, the NFL is designed to tear parody, down strong, yeah. you know, yeah. they have the salary cap and they have the draft and yeah. stuff. So without but those, then, yeah. How many Super Bowls did they go to within like a 10-year span? It was yeah. something crazy, yeah. right? Like, that was insane. So, I, mean, I guess in the NFL, that's nothing really to compare that run to. I mean, obviously, the, the parity between the NFL yeah. is not as big as it is here in the X League. Yeah, well, even in the even in the CFL, you don't have anything really to, off the top of my head to even to compare it with, and you know that's size wise that would be comparable, but still nothing. I mean, it's. Uh, I think the biggest difference yeah. is you're talking about the American sporting system with franchises and mm-hmm. where it's like an enclosed yeah. system where there's you know yeah it's essentially a kind of communism where they keep taking from the strong teams and keep giving to the weak teams so that event mm-hmm. like it'll mm-hmm. always keep balancing out it's really hard yeah if you're really good your players are going to get paid and you can't pay all of them so you're going to keep losing players when you're good yeah and you're not right. going to be drafting you know you're going to be at the bottom end of each round so. You, so, it's yeah, almost like impossible it. to stay good for a long time in the NFL, you know, which is why yeah. it's so popular right. because you've got 32 teams yeah. that are competitive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like yeah. The, the only the, thing the, off the top of my head. Somebody, I, mm-hmm. sorry, oh, go ahead, like, BJ, I'm sorry. You no. saying that, right? I was like, somebody, you're talking about paying players and hard things to keep. Like, I was like, yeah, like the LA Rams, they maxed out their credit card last yeah. year, <laughs> got them a Super Bowl, but this year, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, and unfortunately, guys are getting hurt and things like that. But you know what I mean? Yeah, like you say, right? You right. go off and win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And now it's time to pay that ma- that maxed out credit card, uh, that bill. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Hopefully, we can get some. I mean, hopefully, the parity can start to close the gap here in the X League. It's a lot of work to do on that, though. Yeah, you but, need a different kind of system. But that's a, yeah. that's a conversation we <laughs> were going to keep coming yeah. back to, I think, you know? Yeah. So how about the so, promotion relegation playoffs then? Mm-hmm. What do we think about those? So the first one, all yeah. Mitsubishi lines and Dentsu caterpillars with uh, with friend of the podcast, Aaron yeah. Ellis. <laughs> yeah, Although I, mean, I don't know how friendly he's going to be with us after seeing the predictions. Oh, oh no, he's already my... he's already gave him a heads up today, man. I was I was oh. chatting with him a little bit. Yeah, he's like, I guess cathedral you. area well, boys out of Joliet got to stick together. <laughs> He's friendly well, with you, actually, and would you would you care to explain why he's friendly with you? Well, I mean, we are. Town. I mean, same town. <laughs> I live literally. Used to well, you know, went to St. Francis University, which I mm. literally the campus I live like two feet off of, way back back when. So, and uh, now Aaron's a good kid. Aaron's a good kid, and uh, yeah. So I was giving him. I was giving him. Uh, Give him a little. Uh, shade there it's like nah we gotta stick together but 35 31 i i think uh i think bj he's gonna get you your fantasy points this time well he still owes me like six touchdowns true true. (laughs) and that's why my (laughs) and that's why my score is that's why my score is the way it is yeah you know um no you know and i think you know it's gonna be i think it'll be come down to one possession um yeah you know, and there's there's part of me that, and this this was hard. You know, when I kind of mm. went back and watched, right? I watched both teams and things like that. I think there's there's parts of um, 
And I think it's going to be whose offense commits the least amount of mistakes Hmm. is how I looked at it. I mean, both defenses have their vulnerabilities. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just kind of for me seeing who doesn't make the mistake first. And then, you know, and uh, I mean, like I said, right, there's vulnerabilities on the Lions defense. You know, I think, you know, some of the stuff with um, maybe when they get against the teams with high tempo, who move really quick on offense. Um, their DBs struggle with um, some coverages and, and man-to-man. And sometimes they they take those gambles to kind of go zero and all out. And, you know, um, they don't, you know, personnel-wise, some of their DBs struggle with man-to-man. On the Densu side, it's something similar. Um, but this game, you really, you shouldn't go man-to-man because you have somebody like John Gibbs in the back Mm. who when he gets the full stride is he's going to step like five yards every step so mm. um but it'll be an interesting matchup right because up until this point Densu hasn't played anyone who has foreigners so you know that'll be a challenge and then for the lions right i mean you bring in all these guys you you hoping you you get your first full season in the last what two years since mm. 2019 so and you haven't won a game yet so they're going to be hungry and I don't know. I think both teams are going to be hungry. So hopefully we get a closer game like I'm predicting, like a three point, just last minute field goal. Yeah. You picked Lions 27 24. Um, Greg went 35 31 to Dentsu, which is the reason, the real reason that Aaron is still likes mm-hmm. him. Um, mm-hmm. I went with BJ. <laughs> I went with the Lions to win it 24 17. But BJ, I was like, yeah, I went over and back on this game like 25 times. I couldn't decide. Mm-hmm. There's to me, it comes down to whether Gibbs is healthy and whether mm-hmm. he's playing. Because I think if he's healthy and he's playing well, the Lions will score points. And Densu have been kind of free scoring all year, but Densu, I mean, the cut, the mental mental lapses at times, and you know, I mean, they were up twenty eight nothing on as one in their last game. They yeah. needed a fifteen point win to guarantee the X one area title. About, yeah, you talked about the craziest sequencing of oh, events. Wow. Yeah, you messaged me. I had to go back and watch the replay. I was like, "What?" And like, I yeah. mean, you talk about insanity. It was just nuts, you know. It was just yeah. nuts. And then they, the last play of the game like that, I mean, they had a field goal to get them that 15-point win that they needed again. And they wow. had it blocked and returned for a touchdown and ended up only winning by eight. Um, I think it was 28-20, wasn't it? That was the final score, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. So that would have... I mean, then Pirates only needed to win by 14 points to finish in top spot. And then Pirates somehow managed to lose. Wow. Yes. Which was even... Weirder, but you know what? It's kind of it ended up helping out pirates because when Lions and Suns both finished in the top division 0 and 5, they actually just mm-hmm. did rock mm-hmm. scissors paper and then flipped a coin to decide right. which one. So yeah. the Suns actually won that and got to pick <laughs> which X1 area team they get to play. So they picked the second <laughs> level team. Um, you gotta which, yeah. no, you gotta go, you gotta go. Oh, it was it was rock, paper, scissors for who calls the coin. Yeah, for who flips the coin. Right, right. Rock, scissors, paper for who flips the coin. And then, yeah, it was... Um... So you rock, paper, scissors. And then <sighs> yeah. it's... Yeah, that was like... I... <laughs> there is... Like, I don't, that, you know, yeah, that was hilarious to me. 
And whatever you think funnies. about that, you know, like even in this thing of like using coin flips or something to decide like stuff. We had it in Kansai at the, at the college football yeah, at the weekend as well, where the teams that finished third, fourth, uh, fourth, fifth and sixth drew lots to decide the finishing position. So they all finished with the same record. Three colleges finished with the same record and they didn't no tiebreakers on points or touchdowns or anything straight to like just pick a number out of a card and that's your finishing position so i can't i just i that drives me nuts because you know you have players playing all the season long putting their full effort comes down a coin flip and and you're just going to decide by a coin or picking a card picking a card yeah i mean even so in 2000 i want to say it was in 2012 it was my Mm -hmm. first season and i think the rise and I mean, I'm, I might be getting this wrong, but it, it was something where, and I forget specifically, I, that's why I don't want to say it specifically. Like, I, I, I want to say it was like between Rise and Panasonic getting like that, that wild card, that last spot. Mm. And it came down to like pulling playing cards. Yeah. And it was whoever pulled like the highest value. Oh, my head. Hurts. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like Panasonic, like uh, yeah, that's it was something like Panasonic and Rise, and it was like Panasonic pulled like a four, yeah, and then like you know the Rise guy pulled like a queen, yeah. So that's like just... yeah, I mean yeah, it's been crazy stuff, and I mean I've even heard of like them pulling, yeah, same thing, right? Like there's four envelopes yep. or something like that, and right. it's like all right, you pick one, and that's gonna be your seed. Well, I the think... only thing I will say is bad and all is that was to have like fourths fifth and sixth position we were spared a nightmare situation in kansai football because kg fighters the defending champions beat ritzamekan oh, and yeah. basically had that, that position had they yeah. lost you would have had the three top college teams pool. in the country drawing lots pool. to decide who's going to make it to the who's gonna, who's gonna make yeah oh, <laughs> that would have been i mean i would have just i would have quit football if that had happened <laughs> that would that would like, been... set it up like that is just could you could you imagine the college football playoffs in in the US if you're like okay we're gonna do so the semifinal it's finished you know say whatever like Georgia and I don't know Michigan yeah, tie, like, say, it, and we don't go yeah, to overtime be, we just have them like pick <clears throat> pick cards out of a hat on the sideline you, you do rock paper right. scissors rock, paper, if you scissors. win you you get to flip the coin you go to the BCS title game you know? yeah <laughs> yeah but. Well, so it wasn't other... much better for all those years be- with declaring a national champion by poll. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a that's a whole other episode we could have to. Yeah. But for me, <laughs> for me, I, I'm bad at like, I don't like ties. I don't mm-hmm. like, I, but I can understand like, you know, amateur players not having them, con- the risk of injury goes up with extra time and overtime. Right. Or whatever. So, but, you know, if you're going to decide positions or like who gets to essentially like a national title game, you have to do something that was done on the field competitively, you know? Oh yeah. yeah you yeah. have to settle it in yeah. a way that can be settled, right? Maybe point differential point, or touchdowns right. scored or touchdowns, touchdowns against You know, I mean, I know they do that and at least they have, and you know, it's been a long time since I've heard of it, but mm. you used to do that in the NFL all the time. I know the bear, you're, you know, the bears, Mm. way back yeah. in the 70s there common, was them. common opponents right yeah yeah there was uh between them and the redskins this is back in the deck party days mm. um where the bears got in on a point differential yeah mm. but do you yeah. know what and that's now, actually one of my 
now that you reminded me of something, the Bears also were involved in drawing lots for one of the most significant moments in franchise history. Do you know what that was? Yes, they were. Yeah, back so, in '69, with uh, had they had they had they gone the other way, they'd have would have had Terry Bradshaw. They would have had Terry Bradshaw career by '73. I bet. Do you know that, BJ? Do you know that story? You're, you're not a Bears mm-hmm. fan. So the Bears and the Steelers finished with the Steelers. I'm an '85 uh, Bears, Bears fan. I'll say that. No. Yeah. So I think it was the Bears beat the Steelers or the Steelers beat the Bears, but whatever it was, both of them finished with the same record. Mm. And for to decide so, who we get the, the first pick in the draft. Yeah. They oh, you know what? No, I have heard that. Yeah. I, I don't think I heard it from like the Bears front. I've heard yeah. that like from like the whole Terry Bradshaw. Yeah. So story. it was either whatever flipped yeah. the coin or Drew Lots, the Steelers they won, they the picked coin, Terry yeah. Bradshaw and the Bears traded away. Terry Bradshaw pick. better go. He he, yeah. he was mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So the Bears would have had a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> they would have ruined him by 70. The 40s, yeah. Well, they have now. Yeah, so. but they would have ruined him by 73, the way that franchise goes through quarterbacks anyway. This is the thing. Uh, you don't know. So, Suns, <laughs> Pirates, I don't think we said that. Uh, I'm going 27-17. Mm-hmm. I'm giving Suns a 10-point win. Uh, Pirates are a solid team, but they have lapses. And the one thing I will say about Suns is they score a lot of points. You know, they can score a lot of points out of the blue, especially. Right. So I think the Suns can score 27 points. Pirates scoring the same, I think, is going to be difficult for them. So 27-17, I'm going for yeah. Suns to win. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm going for all of the teams that are in the top division this year to stay in the top division. Um, mm. I don't think either of the two top teams in the second tier will m- make it up. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. BJ? Yeah, I mean, for yeah. the Suns, yeah, I mean, the Suns, right? I mean... I kind of been joking about them all year that they have like three plays in their playbook and one is four verts <laughs> and they're just going to throw it, throw it deep every single play. And I mean, you know what I mean? It showed statistically, right. They had the, yep. the, what, the leading passer and the leading receiver in the league, hmm. you know? So, um, I mean, this game can either go like, I kind of settled on this 24, 14, but like, hmm. honestly, this thing could be like a, like a 40-something, 30-something yep. game. Like, just you throw a bomb, we throw a bomb kind of game. Um, but I think the Suns might might pull this out because of just the the competition that they've had to play this year. And, I mean, the Pirates have been good, but obviously kind of the last they had against uh, the Show Eagles, right, kind of made me pull back on them a little bit. Um mm. So, yeah, I think the Suns are going to come out and they're going to win and stay. And then I think, you know, they're going to have to do a lot of, you know, looking at themselves this year. But yeah. I think they're going to, you know, get get one win, you know, one more win than you predicted. So, yeah, if you're chucking the ball into the end zone on every single play, you're going to hit yeah. on some of them, you know. And I'm, 50, just, 50 I'm, more, looking right? at, yeah. I'm looking at a winless team going in against the seven and one team and. I don't know. I'm I, I'm just taking the seven. I'm I'm taking the team with the only one loss, and that was kind of how when I came right down to it. I'm like, mm, that's how I'm going to go. I mean, I, I still think back to that picture of the Suns on the plane heading back, just completely demoralized, and that that is stuck. In, I don't know why that has stuck in my head all the this season. So, mm-hmm. but enough. it did. That's and that's what I that's what I made the pick. I'm going to go with the Pirates. So you're picking both of the top two division two teams to knock out the bottom two in division one and flip yep flip the script yep yeah mm. speaking about um 
you know, chucking it long. I don't know if you remember this, BJ. This is one one of my favorite games I've ever watched in the X-Sig. I think it was Creators against maybe Pirates or something, where they ran the ball on, I think, with the quarterbacks. They had two running quarterbacks. And they ran the ball. Every single one was a scramble or a bootleg or something. Except oh. for three plays. They passed. They only passed the ball three times in the game. All three were completions over 40 yards. So it's like, Wow. It was like they had, they had three pass plays. And I think two of them might have been touchdowns. This is about three or four years ago. It was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. Well, like it was just run, 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 run. It was like yard number. Ball. It was like the number. It was like number two and number eight, right? Yeah, I think Murato was the name of one of them, maybe yeah, yeah. his age or 14, maybe. But yeah, it was like they just kept they ran on every play with the quarterback, and then just like once every 30 plays, they would just chuck it all the way down the feed and they completed all of them. So yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that was the X League, man. You just you see stuff that you don't see anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, you know, I mean, I, what I do remember one thing I remember about the pirates was all there was either one game where like their quarterbacks didn't show up uh, and um oh yeah 44 and 44 basically ran wildcat and ran quarterback that whole game you know why their quarterback he, didn't yeah. show up work yep he was out working until two o'clock yeah. in the morning the day before yeah. oh, um, wow. his, his company had him out working so he didn't he didn't get in until two o'clock in the morning and they had a 9 a.m kickoff so um he was oh, wow. shattered completely so I think we wow. we've covered the playoffs, the semifinals, the regulation. There's just a couple other things, I guess. Um, maybe the college one we can leave to a different time because there's there's a lot mm-hmm. to talk about that. But uh, there's a lot of time yeah. between there, and there's yeah. there's some. I mean, officially, right? There's semifinal games at the after. There is, yeah. So we maybe yeah, we we'll get so... into that on a different podcast. So mm-hmm. we'll just talk yeah. about yeah. the Dream Bowl. Mm-hmm. We we'll finish up on the Dream Bowl, and uh, somebody's making a comeback. Start playing that Eminem song. Yeah, yeah I wonder Guess who. who I, I wonder who that could be. Guess who's back? <laughs> I that was just the perfect. I mean, you know, with everything I went through and just it was just kind of like a hilarious moment. And I've I've honestly known about this for oh, I want to say about three four months now. Mm. So <laughs> for I've those who of, don't know, the Japan national team plus a bunch of uh, ex-league Americans and uh, former mm-hmm. college sumo Yokozuna uh, mm-hmm. has the Japan all-star team is taking on the Ivy League Division One FCS yeah. all-stars in the Olympic yeah. Stadium in Tokyo in January. And the press conference this week, the squad was announced. The roster was announced. The preliminary roster, it'll be whittled down. There's there's a few people who mm-hmm. won't make it, but... Uh, Two names were among the Americans with uh, no team affiliation. And they are our co-host here, BJ BJ and his brother Bronson, formerly of yeah. the uh, Obic Seagulls. So uh, yeah. congratulations. So yeah, thank you. Congrats, and, uh, my, it's my kind friend. Of a, yeah, appreciate it. And yeah. yeah, it's been kind of a funny weekend. Uh, you know, when it, it, I was actually sitting down with um, doing our YouTube show I just finished my interview with the uh, with Robert Johnson with Rojo, mm. and just bing, my phone goes off, and just bing, 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 <laughs> bing, 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 like my phone starts going crazy. Yeah, and it's just you know people on social media, um, you know, you tag me on one, and 
you know, pe- I'm getting messages from people like, what, you're on the team? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, just been quiet about it, you know, haven't really posted that I've been working out and staying in shape for football. So, yeah. So, um, you're, this was meant to be, of course, your final season. You were with Obik for mm-hmm. over a decade, you and your brother. And then there was a big, uh, craziness that happened in the summer and Obik cut you and like you yeah. know they they've suffered the consequences and your brother left the team as well and yeah so it looked like your 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 final shot at glory had been like the rug had been pulled out from underneath you and your chance uh-huh. gone but now your final game in japan is actually going to be you know probably the biggest game this country has seen in in maybe 20 mm-hmm. years so the mm-hmm. japan national you're going to go out in the japan colors in the olympic stadium so that's yeah and i mean kind of you know, when the offer, I was offered it, you know, to, to play back in July mm. or I want to say August, maybe I forget exactly the day, but, um, you know, um, the head coach of the team, Yosan, he, he came up to me and he, he asked me if I wanted to play in it. And I mean, to be honest with you, I was still going through my emotions mm. with, with what everything that happened at Obik and I was still trying to deal with that. And, you know, um, and I told him I would think about it, kind of give me a day or two. And I was driving on my way home and, you know, thinking about that, right? Like, dang, like, you know, I didn't get my last season, but I kind of want to go out on my own terms. But to have this this opportunity, I was like, wow. You know, he he asked, you know, the head coach of the team asked me, and I'm like, oh, this this might be something. And I went home to my wife and I asked her, I was like, if I played in one more game, would you want to see it? Mm-hmm. And she was like, hell yeah. And she was like, but what do you mean? And I told her and, you know, that was, and that was it. That's the only, the, the only person I kind of really went over it with was my wife. And I was like, would you want to see me go out one more time? And she was like, yeah. And, you know, I called Yosan the next day and I was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll stay in shape. I'll, I'll keep working out what, however much I can. And, you know, luckily, I've been given the opportunity to go out one last time. And and even, you know, you know, some people um, have kind of given me some slack about it, you know. Um, but for me, it's, you know, yeah, like you said, right, I'm going to go don the colors of Japan. And it's almost like a thank you, mm. mm-hmm. you know, to the to Japan and to football, the football community here, for me to be able to, to go out and represent, you know, the X League and everything that it's provided me and just lay, you know, lay it all out there one last time in that sense is almost, yeah, yeah you can't, you know what I mean? You can't write, write that. You can't even make that story up, right? And, well, I'll tell you uh, what yeah, they so you, could have made mm-hmm. up, man, and I'm really disappointed that they announced you like that because what I would have done, and I think I said this to you privately, I would have had you come out in a mask and do your Ray Lewis <laughs> dance as a surprise. <laughs> like with all, I would have had, like, you know, bring out the team and then, like, you know, name the entire team of the come out and then suddenly, and we have one more, and then the lights would dim and they have the spotlight on you and you come yeah, out but, you in a mask and yeah. this, you know. But you you, you know me, though, right? Like, I, I'm not, you know, and I, I don't, I'm not like that. And you know what I'm it, what I am excited. On game day, I'm like that. Yeah, on yeah. game day, yeah, throw the spotlight on me. But as far as like going to plan something like that, no, that right, you know, I would want it to be completely like, you know, us going out there and um Yeah, you're too much you of know, a one team thing player, I, man. 
Hey, that's what, you know, it is, man. I'm, and I'm excited because, you know, I get to go out, you know, and I looked at the roster and pretty much the starting D-line at Ovid over my last few years, you know, I might go, I'm going to be able to go out with them one last time. Um, yeah, looking a at lot the, of my um... team. Yeah. I mean, basically the starting D-line, you know, yep. you got me, you're going to have me, yeah. you're going to have Nakazato, mm. Seike, and Masaki. And yeah. that was the starting D-line for Ovid. And so I get to go out with those guys one last time. Um, one last time with my brother. Um, yep. We're separated by six years. Yeah. But, the, you know, and for both of us, kind of the way our careers ended at Obik, you know, that kind of put a, you know, a hurt to us that we didn't get to, you know, we, we kind of had unfinished business in, in, our, in right. our eyes. So for me and him to kind of have one last rodeo with it is 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 going to be exciting for our family. I mean, since it was announced, I think my wife's pretty much like gotten like, I think she said there's over a hundred people that she's talked to that I want to call. Wow. So, yeah. So I'm going to have a cheering section. You know, my parents are going to fly in. Oh, sweet. Because, you know, officially it is going to be the last one for me. And, um, you know, I got, I've gotten like 30, 40 messages from the players that told I, Mm. you know, so, you know, for me, there's a lot to, to put out there one last time for all these guys and, and hopefully, right. you know, leave the, leave the mark and we can go out there. And like John said, right, this is the biggest game probably in football history here in Japan. And if we can all put it together and, you know, and I think there's a lot of talent here and as good as, you know, those kids in the Ivy league are, um, mm. you know, there, there isn't, it's not impossible. Um, no, it's far from impossible. The Ivy League used yeah, to come far. to Japan in the past. They used to play against yeah, college Princeton teams. Played a, yeah. yeah, they played against, uh, mm-hmm. what was that, four or five years ago, right? Princeton in... Uh, uh, well, yeah, Princeton and KG played 2001, KG. I think 2015. Uh, one of those yeah, was only 15. like a four-point mm-hmm. win. But, I mean, the mm-hmm. Ivy League All-Stars. But, you know, Japan, the East-West game, they all... Bo Jackson, everyone, yeah, you yeah. know, everyone used to come. Like every big US college has played mm-hmm. in Japan at some stage, but the Ivy League used to come and play the Japan College All Stars, and like they, that Japan College All Stars team is not a patch on the team that's going to be put out this Japan one now. That's like full mm-hmm. top players in Japan. I mean, if you just want to look mm-hmm. at the roster, right? So twenty six players from Panasonic, twenty three mm-hmm. from Fujitsu. 10 mm-hmm. from Obik, 8 from IBM, 3 from Nojima, 2 each from Challengers and Elecom and Sons, and then 1 from Silver Star and 1 from Tokyo Gas. And that's not including the two BT brothers, 10 college players, uh, college Yokozuna, who's trying to make the NFL, and um, a former TV star who turned football player who has since withdrawn from the, the team. But yeah. I mean, it, it's basically, if you look at that team, it's basically Fujitsu and Panasonic, uh, 10 Obic mm-hmm. players and then you know some of the others I well mean, pretty that, much yeah if you want to go back to if you want to be honest right it's it's Taku I mean for Obic right though and mm-hmm. the, the one thing me and Bronson were excited about right mm-hmm. I, if you look at it right it's so it's 10 players from Obic but it's two on offense and eight on defense yeah. but if you add me and Bronson it's pretty much the starting defense starting defense Obic. right <laughs> yeah so you know we're looking forward to that and you know a lot of the guys were you know, excited and stuff. So, but it's yeah, I'm excited, roster, right? There's a lot yeah. of, yeah, there's a lot of great players, right? And they even looking at the college kids, right? Like um, guys I played against, you know, and uh, one guy I'm actually excited to kind of, well, he's going to be busy, right? Um, mm. With the coaching and in the off season, right? But is a 
Yamada Rin title from Wasen. I mean, that kid is massive. There are, you know, I, I, I think there's a first year player as well, right? Isn't there like a, a yeah, from Shul for Stever? No, that kid, and you know what? That kid, and the funny thing was, and I remember, like I said, we had played Shul, and I remember kind of be like, hey, who's this kid? Like, he wasn't on the, it was kind of like one of those like moments where like this kid wasn't on the scouting report. Yeah. You know, and, but he was their best receiver, um, like the whole year, and he's only a freshman. So unfortunately, wow. I have to deal, I have to deal with him for the next, Three years. Matsuoka. Matsuoka, yeah. Yeah, Matsuoka, yeah. yeah. Wide so receiver and long slapper. He's, he's yeah. just the best. Long slapper. Long slapper. I'm not going to lie. If he can, if he can, because I don't think there, oh, is there any that can long snap? I don't know. Uh, well, he's the only one I see that's lifted. Hold on now. Listed as a long snapper, right? Yeah, he's the only yes. one that's listed as a long snapper on the yeah. entire roster, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm oh, like, no. Like, uh, no, there's another one. Another one, Ishii, uh, fourth years from Jose. The, oh. But actually, yeah, the college students are the only ones that are listed as long snappers, you know. Long snappers. Um, I mean, shoot, got... if you can get a if you can get a receiver who can long snap, that's a great cover guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And that kid is. And I mean, hey, like, honestly, that kid is good. So I'm yeah. excited to see what he can do. Yeah. And so for the Dream Bowl here coming up, I mean, in terms of the X League, are they going to be putting out all full force on? publicity and trying to pack that stadium as much yeah uh that's that's an that's an issue that um (laughs) this is obviously all of japan football is kind of behind this but right you know they you know bj and i were at the all blacks japan game in the same stadium uh months ago and like we were saying that time that but the x-league and football offices are just across the road literally just across the road but they yeah. didn't have anything at that game so it was hmm. it's a missed opportunity i think to advertise it in front of a, an audience that likes a game very similar to football yeah. you know there'd be a lot of overlap but um yeah. right and i mean yeah you could literally just put a little because i mean there was you know i was checking out some different booths there was hmm. um there was booth there was a booth that i kind of went to um it was deaf rugby players and they were teaching yeah, people like yeah. sign language you know and i was kind of like, well that's cool and i'm kind of like you know same thing and i hadn't ran into john yet i kind of was going early on seeing you know everything early on and um yeah i like walked over i'm like it literally would have took like three people to just walk over with a little pop up pop it right here and just be like hey there's a game in january you know and yeah you're right. not gonna get everybody right but eyes and curiosity might get some people so yeah, yeah. But, it, it know, remains to be seen a, how big the audience or how big the crowd. I mean, the stadium obviously we had sixty-eight thousand for the rugby game. I think, right? Uh, the, the the Japan X Bowl and the Rice Bowl, you know, have get like twenty-five to thirty-five thousand. Yeah. So, I think fifty thousand is doable because it's you know it's January okay. and it's I, I don't know if they'll make it maybe forty, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a well, big I know, game. My... I think you will have everyone who likes football because as well you have the college stars coming in. You have every team involved. So yeah, there's nothing up against it. There's no other games on at the same time. So I and it's it's the Olympic Stadium, which is a draw as well. So right, but the it yeah. it'll be big. It'll be the biggest football occasion okay. in this country since the NFL. And I mean, like it's anyway. almost like yeah, for me too. Like I, you know, and I've kind of gone back and forth and. I kind of wanted to go to some people in the X League, like, look, like, do you guys want, like, I would go and, like, film something, put out, like, a thing, and just kind of, and just, like, what, like, mm, kind of, I remember what we did in high school, right, was, and I mean, our, in high school, like, our fan base, we didn't need it, but it was, 
it was right. It was kind of like calling, you know, calling everybody to arms, right? Like we mm-hmm. need you, you know, yep. Yep. same at Colorado. I mean, we, you know, we would have, you know, rallies and things like that. And I mean, like there, there needs to be, needs to be something, right. That kind of like, just, you know, in a sense, right. Like on social media and things like that, right. There's so many people saying this, saying that, saying this, saying that, and mm. everybody has their, but on that one day, you know, on the 22nd, like it, you know, in a way I look at it and I've talked to some of the guys across the league, like that game isn't America versus Japan. That game is our league versus their league. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how I'm prepping and I'm talking to guys about it because then it's like, because yeah. if we go out there and we beat them, it'll mm. put a thing out, right? Like Japan has good football. Yeah. And if you, oh yeah. And I mean, if the if it's gonna be broadcasted live on TV and things like that, right? Mm. And John talking about the audience, if you even just fill out right that bottom bowl right. and have those yeah. fans, right? Just the, the visual impact is gonna be there. Yeah, you know, and I think that's it, it. Could help, you know. Maybe I I don't know, you know, like me and John and yeah. like yourself, Greg. Right? We're always looking for for that that you know. Maybe the dream bowl is the rocket fuel and a win is the match, right? That just goes mm. and lights the whole thing. Right. Up. Well, I mean, it's like the Hideo Nomo moment, which I always talk about. You mm-hmm. know, that's when J- baseball in Japan, people took notice of baseball in Japan. Yeah. When, you know, and so, I mean, here you've got a, an opportunity. Let's face it. It's, it's during that sweet spot in January where college football is over and done with. You know, we've got During NFL that, playoffs going on. That first, yeah, that first tier. So, and, you know, the XFL and the, and the other leagues, the spring leagues, haven't started. So, I mean, there is an opportunity for coverage. And, and John, having, you know, I've been out of the loop and I haven't been keeping up too much here with what's been kind of going on with over in the States and even over here with my transition and everything. But hmm. in terms of the coverage of the media here in Japan, it's going to be covered on it. It's going to be on on satellite, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, I'd have to bring up the thing now. But it's going to be live on. I think it's it's either Asahi or Fuji. NHK. Uh, let me see. Oh, okay. Um, but I want to say something like that. Yeah. So, you know, with on social media, we had the thing went a bit viral with like Reddit CFB um, mm-hmm. on there yeah. on Twitter and stuff like that. So, like that was just. I think. This has the potential to be the biggest uh, viral thing, especially online. Mm-hmm. I think it, there's an opportunity. Oh, yeah. You know, people, you can put up all you want about Japanese football and tell people about the level of it and stuff like that. But if a Japanese team beats an FCS Division One team of All-Stars, that, it's oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. So the game is it's... on Nitele, which is Nippon Television G+, Plus, which is G+. Yeah, the satellite channel. It's on, mm-hmm. and the tickets okay. are on sale. So from the twenty sixth, so tickets are already on sale. Yeah. Um, right. Pre sale, pre sale is on. So the the regular sale starts on the third. But okay, I I think, and I honestly, and I know I may be biased and all the rest because I I know the players much more intimately here than I would on the Ivy League team. But I I think Japan has to be the favorite for this because I think the college teams here, which are and you look how the college teams do against the X-League teams. The gap is significant, you know. Fujitsu right. and Panasonic and, you know, Obik with their 10 players or 12, you know, the, the Beachy brothers. Like, if you, 
that's the backbone of this team, right? So you're saying you're combining mm-hmm. Fujitsu Panasonic and, and Obic together. And you say, oh, yeah. and you know, they're going up against teams that the like, college teams here have done well against. So I think there's, you know, I think Japan's going to win that one. I really do. I, I, I agree with you. You know, I think the Ivy League, obviously they're FCS, but you know, they're not, they're not the scholar. They're not the FCS of, you know, this is not Alabama. Country. They're playing. No, they're not an FBS team. I mean, they're, obviously they're really good. They're really, really good. Right. You know, you're you're talking about an entire team of players that are at the level of you know right. most of the Americans and with that come the, to Japan. We'll say, but yeah, um, and, but still, still, I, the, I have a feeling yeah. that Japan's going to win this. Oh, and I agree with you. And the Ivy League, I mean, the Ivy League is is you know is at second tier in American colleges. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think Japan would be the I, to me if. I would were to lay the betting line. I'd be picking Japan every time. I think because it's an all-star team, the Ivy League has whatever is it like eight, ten colleges. So I mean, theirs is going to be much more spread out. The Japan team basically is you know from two or three teams. So all-star yeah. teams, obviously, yeah. it's very difficult. You know, they're coming to Japan. You're trying to you know re- you don't know your teammates. So all-star teams are never as good. It's not like soccer right. where you can yeah. put an all-star it's, team well, together. You, or you need. Yeah, and obviously football, right, is a different dynamic yeah, right, yeah. than soccer you or basketball, right? You just right. need like two yeah. guys where, yeah, yeah. I mean, most and, of us, for the most part, we all know each other, that's so it's thing. like right dangle, like and we can all. The Ivy League team is going to be traveling here. How much prep time are they going to have here? Just acclimate. There is an entire. I have the whole schedule here. I think maybe we can do more about that like closer to the day. Mm-hmm. Like um okay. in January they'll be here and there's all kinds of, I have the whole schedule here, but um okay. It's I'm just thinking it took me a week just to get over my jet lag. So I I think today maybe so we'll I just know saying, if it was hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> um just with the roster announcement being made and BJ being part yep. of it, you know, we Gridiron Japan has a has a presence on this team. And uh, uh, we're going to be there, I'm sure, all of us. Uh, I'm going to go make a time. sticker. I'm going yeah. to make a sticker and put it somewhere on my helmet. Yeah. I'm planning on being there. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, like I said, it'll be the biggest game here in 20 years anyway. So um, I think it's the one that can put Japanese football on the map in a way that few others can. Because Japan is really the yeah. only country that can... Or maybe Mexico could do well, but I think Japan is the only country that could put together a team that's able to take down an FCS team, a Division One FCS team. You know, so. Um, I agree with that. Yep, it's well, going to be a good well, one. Uh, yeah. Well, on that note, gentlemen, let us wrap it up for the night, mm-hmm. and uh, for everybody out there listening, thank you as always. And uh, John, where can we find you on social media? With it's over at Inside Sports Japan, correct? Uh, you can check out Inside Sports Japan. My own one is my own personal Twitter is John Gunning ISJ. Uh, just all together, no dashes or underscores or anything like that. I think it's the same on Instagram. I'm, as I keep saying, I'm on a I'm on a break, so you I'm not really on social media these days. But uh, you can always message me anywhere, and you get me. <laughs> yeah, and, and BJ. Yeah, you can find me at my Twitter, so BJBD59, or you can find me um, at my uh, – you can probably reach me better at my football uh, account, Instagram account, which is BJ underscore BD, B-E-A-T-T-Y 23. So. And, and speaking of Instagram, we've got a Gridiron Japan Instagram account now, 
and uh, people can still find and as long as Twitter's up and running, people can still find us there yeah. at Gridiron Japan, whereas we're, mo- we're we're mainly at. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is still a thing as of the recording of this, but who knows how long more it'll. Yeah, ah, I think it'll be around for a while, but you know, John, one time you said a long time ago you said drama sells, and you know, I think uh, Elon Musk must have been here listening to you that day. We talked about because everybody's paying attention to twitter now he better start selling a lot of drama because i think he's about 40 billion in debt (laughs) i think there's i don't know how much drama is worth in dollars value but uh we'll see from from raw reports anyway like the entire staff is gone so we'll see how long twitter keeps going but anyway for the moment we're we're still here and uh, it's still a big thing and and i think he even musk even mentioned japan maybe in twitter this week but um yeah we'll, we'll yeah see and soon. i'm uh yeah and i'm at cfl america and uh everybody we will be talking more football with you real soon take care bye-bye we met it seems so long ago that autumn day ablaze with red and gold and yellow it was the first you had met me the game but oh, how you played for such a little fellow. And as you grew, your dreams grew too. The roaring crowds were a part of you. And then came that gleaming sunlit day when college halls and ivied walls were finally left behind. By then we'd been friends for many years, so you turned to me to find a way. And there were things I demanded from you. For in that summer sun furnace you worked as you had never worked before. The steel in you lifted, strained and melted, and through it all, you swore. You fell to earth and rose again to battle emotionless machines. You knew that this had played no part in those long-gone boyhood dreams. Finally, there came that September day you raced out to claim the glory you thought you had earned and how you railed at me when I said, there's still a lot more to learn. While some learned instinct and reaction, still others learned to be men. And every time they knocked you down, you got back up again. I taught you discipline and working with others on your teams. And you admit it with an embarrassed smile. It's not as easy as it seems. But slowly you learn the uses of that body we had trained. You learn to fake and swivel and throw and go for the extra effort game. made you pay for the dreams you had dreamed over the many years. I exacted a toll that you had to pay in blood and sweat and tears. I took the measure of your soul, the measure of your heart, as you went crashing, thrashing down, or head on where walls wouldn't part.
I stole victory from your fingers' reach. By margins so slim, it was a pity. And often because of capricious whim, I stole your dignity. Yes, I demanded much from you, but I gave much in return. I gave you a chance to catch and run with wings upon your feet. A place to stampede and revel in the feeling that you couldn't be beat. I gave you a showcase for your grace. A place where the wind brushed against your face. A place where a leap or a flick of your hand caused a gasp and roar from the crowd. A place where in victory or defeat, your emotions were allowed. A place where in victory or defeat, you held your head up proud. I gave you a place where men like yourself battled toward the same ends. Men who fought others with the same gut toughness and walked from the field as friends. And I think in the end, I made you a better man, no matter what your name. And I know in the end that you made me a bigger and better game.